solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this is Potter Watch. Potter Watch. The play. Put to watch the play, written by Jack Thorne and J.K. Rowling. Performed by Molly and Alex. Yes, performed and commentated by Molly and Alex. Yours truly, you're welcome. You're welcome indeed. We will be finishing, believe it or not, Cursed Child today. Yes, we're going to gonna have a nice tip-top and tidy end um okay so we are we're in Godric's Hollow act four scene eight Godric's Hollow a shed a shed a shed 1981 I can't do New Zealand but that's as far as I can get okay 1981 um Albus looks up amazed to see Jenny and then Harry and then takes in the rest of the happy band, Ron, Draco, and Hermione. All right, we got the whole gang here. Oh, but it's a short scene. Okay. Well, I guess we could do, like, the characters we have been playing. Okay. Albus. Mum? Albus Severus Potter. Are we pleased to see you? Albus runs and throw him, throws himself into Jenny's arms. Jenny receives him and delighted. You got our note. We got your note. Scorpius trots up to his dad. <clears throat> we can hug too, if you'd like. That line I have remembered from like the whole play is that he says we can hug too if you want. <laughs> it's both so sad and so precious. Um Scorpius looks at his dad, unsure for a moment, and then they sort of half hug in a very awkward way. Draco smiles. Horrifying. Horrifying and so sweet and so sad, like you said. It just, it breaks my heart. Ron, now, where's this Delphi? You know about Delphi. She's here. She's trying to kill you, we think. Before Voldemort curses himself, she's going to kill you and so break the prophecy and... Hermione. Yes, we thought that might be it too. Do you know where specifically she is now? She's disappeared. Now, did you... How did you... Without the time turner... Oh my God. Wow. We cast this. (laughs) It's just me talking to myself. Harry. That's a long and complicated story, Scorpius, and we don't have time for it. Draco smiles at Harry gratefully. Okay. All right, dads. Grateful for something. Harry's right. (laughs) I just heard what you said. (laughs) Harry's right. Time is of the essence. We need to get people into position. Now, Godred's Hollow is not a large place, but she could be coming from any direction. So we need somewhere that gives us good views of the town, that allows for multiple and clear observation points, and that will most importantly keep us hidden because we cannot risk being seen. They all frown, thinking. I'd say St. Jeremy's Church ticks all the boxes, wouldn't you? 
bored. Why are Judy and Harry having like a scene randomly in the middle of this? This is so dumb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're like in the middle of like top action. Why are we about to have like I, I don't, don't know. know. I haven't read the scene, so maybe I'll feel differently, but I have doubt. I assume it's unneeded. Godric's Hollow, St. Jeremy's Church, Sanctuary 1981. I think it's Jerome. Jerome's? Oh, St. Jerome's Church. But I don't actually know. Maybe it's a British Jeremy. Sorry, not important. Ginny, um, Albus is sleeping in a pew. Ginny watches him carefully. Harry is looking out the opposite window. No, nothing. Why isn't she here? We're together. Your mom and dad are alive. We can turn time. Harry, we can't speed it up. Sorry, I don't know what she was saying. I'm gonna take that back. <clears throat> We're together. Your mom and dad are alive. We can turn time. Harry, we can't speed it up. She'll come when she's ready and we'll be ready for her. She looks at Albus's sleeping form. Or some of us will be. Poor kid. Thought he had to save the world. Poor kid has saved the world. The blanket was masterful. I mean, he also almost destroyed the world, but probably best not to focus on that bit. You think he's okay? He's getting there. It might take him a bit of time and you a bit of time too. Harry smiles. She looks back at Albus. Harry does too. Weren't they always looking at him? They were already Yeah. You know, after I'd opened the Chamber of Secrets, after Voldemort bewitched me with that terrible diary and I'd almost destroyed everything. I remember. After I came out of the hospital, Everyone ignored me, shut me out, other than, that is, the boy who had everything, who came across the Gryffindor common room and challenged me to a game of exploding snap. People think they all, they know all there is to know about you, but the best bits of you are, have always been heroic in really quiet ways. My point is, after this is over, just remember, if you could, that sometimes people, but particularly children, just want someone to play Exploding Snap with. You think that's what we're missing? Exploding Snap? No, but the love I felt from you that day, I'm not sure Albus feels that. I'd do anything for him. Harry, you'd do anything for anybody. You were pretty happy to sacrifice yourself for the world. He needs to feel specific love. It'll make him stronger and you stronger too. You know, it wasn't until we thought Albus had gone that I truly understood what my mother was able to do for me. A counter charm so powerful that it was able to repel the spell of death. Are you trying to convince us that you love your son or yourself? I also really do like this scene. I think it's like actually a good conversation. And I like that story about Ginny and the exploding snap because I think it's very realistic to who Harry is. I wish this had 
I wish she had this conversation with him right after he said the thing to Albus. Right. This is like part one, early part two. Yeah. I think it's misplaced, but I will say I do like the conversation they're having. Yeah. And the only spell Voldemort couldn't understand, love. I do love him specifically, Jenny. I know, but he needs to feel it. I'm lucky to have you, aren't I? Extremely. And I'd be delighted to discuss just how lucky at another time. But for now, let's focus on stopping Delphi. We're running out of time. A thought occurs to Jenny. Unless, Harry, has anyone thought, why has she picked now, today? Because this is the day that everything changed? Right, now you're over a year old, am I right? Yeah, maybe three months. That's a year and three months she could have killed you in. Even now, she's been in Godric's Hollow for 24 hours? What's she waiting for? I'm still not entirely fully. Whoa, I went Irish there for a second. I'm still not entirely fully. Oh my God, why can't I say the word entirely? I'm still not entirely following. What if she's not waiting for you? She's waiting for him to stop him. What? Delphi picked tonight because he's here. Because her father is coming. She wants to meet him, be with him, the father she loves. Voldemort's problem started when he attacks you. If he hadn't done that, he'd only got more powerful. The darkness would only have got darker. The best... (laughs) The best way to break the prophecy is not to kill Harry Potter. It's to stop Voldemort doing anything at all. Also... This whole, like, the darkness thing, I've meant to mention it, like, several times. It has never been referred to that ever once before, this play. Like, why are we referring to it like that? The the Lost 50, you know? Whatever they called it. The Fallen 50. It's alliteration. (laughs) All right, we've got the whole crew again. Act four. four, Scene 10. (laughs) Exactly. Godric's Hollow. Gotta spice it up. (laughs) Godric's Hollow, St. Jerome's Church, 1981. The group are gathered and full of confusion. Sam. Ron. So let me get this right. We're fighting to protect Voldemort. Albus. Voldemort killing my grandparents. Voldemort trying to kill my dad. Hermione. Of course, Jenny. Delphi's not trying to kill Harry. She's stopping Voldemort trying to kill Harry. Brilliant. I don't know why my Hermione voice is so high. I I think it's because it's similar to my um to my Scorpius voice. So I 
<laughs> I just like pitch her higher, and I think it's because Emma Watson has a high voice. That's my defense. Okay. An upset. An upset. Well, you've got your low voice for Draco. Oh yeah, cool. But of course, to do all of his sass. Oh, it's oh, it's Draco who's talking right now. So we just wait until Voldemort turns up. I feel like he wouldn't say Voldemort's name. Does Albus, does she know when he does turn up? Hasn't she come here 24 hours early because she isn't sure when he'll arrive? And in what direction? The history books, correct me if I'm wrong, Scorpius, show nothing about when and how he arrived in Godric's Hollow. You're not wrong. That was Scorpius and Hermione together. Um, And that is exactly why their voices sound similar because they serve a similar purpose. Here, I'll clear it up, Ron. Blimey, there are two of them. (laughs) So how can we use this to our advantage? Do you all know what I'm really good at? There's plenty you're good at, Albus. Good one, Harry. Was that your Harry? Where did no, that No, I just, he just was, I think that's a stupid line. Anyway, there's plenty you're good at, Albus. Polyjuicing. And I think the Tilda Bagshot may have all the ingredients for polyjuice in her basement. We can polyjuice into Voldemort and bring her to us. Uh, to use polyjuice, you need a bit of someone. We don't have a bit of Voldemort, Ron. But I like the concept. A pretend mouse for her cat. That was Hermione. Harry, how close can we get to transfiguration? Through, how close can we get through transfiguration? Hermione. We know what he looks like. We've got some excellent wizards and witches here. You, Jenny, you want to transfigure into Voldemort. Albus, it's the only way. Hermione, it is, isn't it? Ron steps forward bravely. Ron, then I would like to, I think I should be him. I mean, it won't be exactly nice being Voldemort, but without wishing to blow my own trumpet, I am probably the most chilled out of all of us. And so maybe transfiguring into him, into the Dark Lord, will do less damage to me than any of you more intense people. Now, if anything is a complete misunderstanding of Ron's character, it is that right there. First of all, Ron has a terrible temper and is I would never, ever, ever describe Ron as chill in any way, any form, ever. First Second of all, of all, we know that he reacts most strongly to the Horcrux. So he is, in fact, specifically with Voldemort, the least possible person that should do this except for maybe Ginny because that's traumatic because Voldemort has legitimately abducted her and Harry and Harry obviously (laughs) Draco Um, Draco's got trouble with with Big V um yeah but I still think Ron is not the choice I would make here Ron is not the most chill person Jenny obviously is but Draco's the obvious choice to play Voldemort he's spent most time with him right 
And okay. he's the most hurt. He's the best actor of the group. <laughs> like, I mean, that we might be taking liberties with. <laughs> well, he's the one that likes to dress up as Dementors. Okay. I'm just saying Draco has the most. Dementor, Dementor. Has the um, most experience, I feel like. I'm sorry, we can't like, forget about Ron's like dressing up as like the wizard with Hermione in the seventh book. Oh, right. Oh, right. Are we you know defending- it's not Hermione. She's the worst actor. Yeah, I think Draco would be the best actor, especially at playing Voldemort. I think he's the only one that could actually. Oh, for playing Voldemort, definitely. Um, I think Ron did well as what's his name at the ministry. He made out with that with his wife. That's because he was just like playing himself. Um, okay, anyway. Harry steps away introspective. Who are you calling intense? I'd also like to volunteer. I think being Voldemort requires precision. No offense, Ron, and a knowledge of dark magic, and and I'd like to volunteer too. As Minister for Magic, I think it's my responsibility and right. Maybe we should draw straws. Oh, draw lots. You're not volunteering, Scorpius. Actually, no, no way. I think you're all mad. And I know what that voice is like inside your head. I won't have it in mine again. And anyway, it has to be me. I'm killing Harry. I want to murder him dead. I feel like... (laughs) And anyway, it has to be me. Haven't you heard? I'm Harry Potter. I'm the main character. Everyone turns to Harry. What? That's what Draco says. And I think I did a perfect performance. Harry. For this plan to work, she has to believe it's him. Without hesitation. She'll use parcel tongue. And I knew there was a reason why I still have the ability. But more than that, I know what it is to feel like him. I know what it is to be him it has to be me honestly really fair point that was a fair point the parcel tongue fair point harry fair point and literally has been inside his head yeah like you're not wrong i don't think that makes you the best actor but like i mm, but um i do love that jenny was like yeah i'm not fucking volunteering (laughs) (laughs) it won't be me ron Rubbish. Beautifully put, but beautiful rubbish. No way are you going to. I'm afraid you're right, my old friend. Hermione, you're wrong. Voldemort is not something to be. Harry should not. Jenny, and I hate to agree with my brother, but Ron, he could get stuck as Voldemort forever. So could any of us. Your concerns are valid, but... Hang on, Hermione. Jen? Jenny and Harry make eye contact. I won't do it if you don't want me to. But it feels like the only way to me. Am I wrong? 
Jenny thinks a moment and then softly nods. Harry's face hardens. You're right. Then let's do this. <laughs> Don't we need to discuss the route you're taking? The She's watching for him. She'll come to me. Okay, okay. First of all, they said, I think Bethilda Bagshot has the ingredients in her house. It takes a full fucking month to make polyjuice. Oh, food. yeah. Well, I think maybe they were like, maybe she already has it, but also like they don't have his hair. Plus he doesn't have hair because- Oh, right, right, right. They're not, I forgot. Hair. They're not doing polyjuice. They're trans, they're trans, they've, they've, they've figured all that yeah, stuff they, out. Yeah, they worked. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. That's on me, that's on me. I've had three cysts of beer and already I can't remember what- they said not fine. what you can't follow this perfectly plausible play <laughs> I also think it's stupid because I don't think that you can use like stuff like uh transfiguration and face melding to look like somebody like that like I think it's just enough to convince her to like come out because he's gonna have his hood up anyway oh you're right you're right you're right Sorry, where where am I? Um, oh, she's watching for him. She'll come to me. And then what? When she's with you, may I remind you, this is a very powerful witch. Ron, easy. He gets her in here. We zap her together. Zap her? Hermione looks around the room. We'll hide behind these doors. If you can get her to this point, Harry, she indicates the point where the light from the rose window hits the floor. Then we come out and make sure she has no chance to escape. Ron, with a look to Draco, and then we'll zap her. Harry, last chance. Are you sure you can do this? Yes, I can do this. No. That's too many what ifs, too many things that can go wrong. The transfiguration could not hold. She could see through it. If she escapes us now, there's no telling the damage she can do. We need time to properly plan to- Draco, trust my dad. He, he won't let us down. Draco was a bold choice, Albus. Draco was a bold choice. Let's go with Mr. Draco. Mr. Draco, Mr. Malfoy. I don't think you're at father-in-law. Call him Draco status. Harry looks at Albus. Moved. Wands. Everyone withdraws their wand. Harry clasps his. There's a light that builds, that overwhelms. The transfiguration is slow and monstrous. And the form of Voldemort emerges from Harry, and it's horrendous. He turns. He looks around at his friends and family. They look back, aghast. Bloody hell. It worked then! Yeah, so it says Harry slash Voldemort. It's not actually Voldemort, so... So... (laughs) Jenny, gravely. Yes, it worked. (laughs) I just remembered what's going to happen in the coming chapters. 
and I'm really not ready for this burning baby Hagrid scene. Oh my god, I totally forgot. It like just came to me and I was like, oh no. I need to drink some more. Oh my gosh, this next scene is so long. He also switched off on reading stage directions in that one. So I don't know who's reading them this time, but. Oh, I thought I was reading them the whole time. No, I think I started reading them. No, I was reading them. Oh, okay. So you're, you're up. All right. Are um, you still doing Harry? This time, well, if I, I'm going to do Hermione, Draco, Scorpius. Do you want to do Ron, Ginny, Albus, Voldemort, Harry? Well, I was just going to pick up Delphi if you were going to continue with Harry, but I can do Harry. Oh, I see. Delphi comes. Do you want to do Delphi? I feel like you want to do Delphi. <laughs> I love Delphi. I do. Yeah, I'll do Harry. I feel so bad. You can tell me if you like want to play a character that no, I am like, playing this character. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm such a little bitch about this. Act four, scene 11, Godric's Hollow, St. Jerome's Church, 1981. Ron, Hermione, Draco, Scorpius, and Albus stand at the window looking out. Jenny can't look. She sits further back. Albus notices his mum sitting apart. He walks over to her. It's going to be okay, you know that, Mum. I know it is, or I hope I do. I just, I don't want to see him like that. The man I love shrouded in the man I hate. Albus sits beside his mum. I liked her, Mum. You know that? I really liked her, Delphi. And she was Voldemort's daughter. She was... A grown adult woman. <laughs> That's what they're good at, Albus, catching innocence in their web. This is all my fault. Ginny takes Albus in her arms. How funny. Your dad seems to think it's all his. Strange pad the two that you are. That's her. That's her. She's seen him. That was supposed to be Scorpius. Hermione. <laughs> Positions. Everybody, and remember, don't come out until he's got her in the light. We've one shot at this. We don't want to mess it up. They all move fast. Draco. Hermione Granger. I'm being bossed around by Hermione Granger. She turns towards him. He smiles. And I'm mildly enjoying it. Oh my god, Jack Thorne. Jack, come on, bud. Come on, bud. Dad, said Scorpius. <laughs> they scatter. They hide behind two major doors. Um, I love the idea that she's just been sitting there waiting watching for Voldemort to come out because then she's definitely seen all of them just like talking out in the open right well I guess now like now they're in the church but they weren't before 
So it's fine. Harry slash Voldemort re-enters the church. He walks a few paces and then he turns. Harry slash Voldemort. Which, whichever witch or wizard is following me, I assure you, you will regret it. Delphi emerges behind him. She's compelled to him. This is her father. And this is the moment she's waited for her entire life. Lord Voldemort, it is me. I am following you. I do not know you. Leave me. She breathes deeply. I am your daughter. If you were my daughter, I'd know of you. Delphi looks at him imploringly. I'm from the future. The child of Bellatrix Lestrange and you. I was born in Malfoy Manor before the Battle of Hogwarts, a battle you are going to lose. I have come to save you. Harry slash Voldemort turns. She meets his eyes. It was Rodolphus Lestrange, Bellatrix's loyal husband, who on return from Azkaban told me who I was and revealed the prophecy he thought I was destined to fulfill. I am your daughter, sir. I am familiar with Bellatrix, and there are certain similarities in your face, though you have inherited the best of her, though you haven't inherited the best of her, but without proof. Delphi speaks intently in partial tongue. Harry Voldemort laughs viciously. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's your proof? Delphi effortlessly rises in the air. Harry Voldemort steps back, amazed. I am the augury to your dark lord, and I am ready to give all that I have to serve you. (laughs) Try not to show his shock. You learnt flight from me? I have tried to follow the path you've set. I have never met a witch or wizard who's attempted to be my equal before. Do not mistake. I would not claim to be worthy of you, Lord. But I have devoted my life to being a child you could be proud of. I see what you are, and I see what you could be, daughter. She looks at him, desperately moved. Father. Together, the power we could wield. Father. Come here in the light so I may examine what my blood made. I really can't do this Baltimore voice because I this is like so dumb. It's, but it's fine because it's like Harry doing it. Yeah. Your mission is a mistake. Attacking Harry Potter is a mistake. He will destroy you. Harry Voldemort's hands turn into Harry's hands. He looks at it astonished and dismayed and then quickly pulls it inside his sleeve. <laughs> he is a baby. He is, he has his mother's love. Your spell will rebound, destroying you and making him too powerful and you too weak. You will recover to spend the next 17 years consumed in a battle with him, a battle you will lose. 
Harry Voldemort's hair begins to sprout. He feels it. He attempts to cover it. He pulls his hood over his head. Also, like, what are the rest of them waiting for? Also, this hasn't been an hour. What? What's an hour? How long Polyjuice Potion lasts. But they're not using Polyjuice. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Um, <clears throat> then I won't attack him. You are right. Father? Father. Trying desperately still sound like Voldemort. Your plan is a good one. The fight is off. You have served me well. Now come here into the light so I may examine you. Delphi sees a door slightly sway open and then pulled, be pulled shut. She frowns at it, thinking rapidly, her suspicion growing. Father? She tries to get a glimpse of his face again. There is almost a dance happening here. You are not Lord Voldemort. Delphi unleashes a bolt from her hand. Harry snatches her. Incendio! Incendio! The bolts meet in a beautiful explosion in the middle of the room. And with her other hand, Delphi sends a bolt to both doors as they try. Why is she using magic with her hands? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, both doors as they try to open them. Potter. Colaportus! Harry looks at the door, dismayed. What? Thought your friends were going to join you, did you? Harry! Harry! She sealed the doors from your side. Fine. I'll deal with you alone. Again, this is not your play, Harry. Kindly get off the stage. <laughs> like, I, like, I remember feeling this when I watched the play, when I read the play for the first time, and now while I'm reading it here. I hate that Harry does this final battle. It's right. not about you. You had your fight. Can we, like, close the loop with Albus and Scorpius? Yeah. Like, them doing the blanket thing isn't enough. Actually, wait. Maybe they do come. Yeah, I think Al- maybe Albus does. Yeah, they do, but still. Yeah, I. this whole thing is set up to be about Harry, and I don't like that anyway. He moves to attack her again, but she is far stronger. Harry's wand ascends upwards towards her. He is disarmed. He is helpless. This is embarrassing, Harry truly embarrassing how did you you, what are you i've watched you for a long time harry potter i know you better than my father did you think you've learnt my weaknesses i've studied to be worthy of him yes even though he is the supreme wizard of all time he will be proud of me expulso harry rolls away (laughs) as the floor explodes behind him he crawls frantically under a church pew trying to work out how he can fight her are you crawling away from me harry potter hero of the wizarding world crawling away like a rat when guardian leviosa the church pew ascends into the air the question is whether it's worth my time to kill you knowing that as soon as I stop my father, your destruction will be assured. How to decide? Oh, I'm bored. I'll kill you. (laughs) 
the Bellatrix is showing my dear. Oh uh, yes, your Bellatrix is coming out. <laughs> she sends the pew down hard upon him. It smashes as he rolls desperately away. Albus emerges from a grate on the floor. Neither notice. Avada! Dad! Albus, no. Two of you. Choices, choices. I think I'll kill the boy first. Abonacadavra! She fires the killing curse at Albus, but Harry throws himself out of the way. The bolt smashes into the ground. He fires a bolt back. You think you're stronger than me? I thought he lost his wand. He did. Okay. No, I'm not. The firebolts mercilessly at each other as Albus rolls quickly. I can't with all this rolling. <laughs> as Albus rolls quickly away and slams a spell into the door, then another. But we are. <laughs> Good lord. Albus opens both doors with his wand. Alohomora. Alohomora. I've never fought alone, you see, and I never will. And Hermione, Ron, Ginny, and Draco emerge from the doors and fire up their spells at Delphi, who screams out in exasperation. This is Titanic? This is Sparta. What? What does that mean? but she can't fight them all. all. There are a series of bangs and then overwhelmed Delphi tumbles to the floor. No, no. Brachiamendo. I think you meant to say incarceras. (laughs) Is this a different one? I think it's one that was mentioned earlier. Okay, she's bound. Harry advances towards Delphi. He doesn't take his eyes off her. All the others stay back. Albus, are you okay? Yes, Dad, I'm okay. Harry still doesn't take his eyes off Delphi. He's enchanted by her beauty. (laughs) Sorry. He's still scared of her, is what it says. Jenny, has he been injured? I need to know he's safe. He insisted he's the only one small enough to crawl through the grade. I tried to stop him. Are we to believe that Scorpius is bigger than Albus? I don't believe that, but (laughs) just tell me he's okay. I'm fine, Dad, I promise. Harry keeps advancing towards Delphi. A lot of people have tried to hurt me, but my son, you dare hurt my son? You dare. You dare. (laughs) I dare. I only wanted to know my father. These words take Harry by surprise. Surprise. You can't remake your life. You'll always be an orphan. And that never leaves you. Just let me see him. I can't, and I won't. Then kill me. Harry thinks a moment. I can't do that either. What? Dad, she's dangerous. No, Albus. But she's a murderer. I've seen her murder. 
Harry turned and looked at his son, and then at Jenny. Yes, Albus, she's a murderer, and we're not. We have to be better than them. Yeah, it's annoying, but it's what we learned. Take my mind. Take my memory. Make me forget who I am. No, we'll take you back to our time. And you'll go to Azkaban, same as your mother. Okay, her mom is dead. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Where you'll rot. That was Draco. (laughs) I feel like people should know the voices by now. As everyone should know, that was me doing Ron before. (laughs) Okay, your Ron is very distinctive. I think your Draco is. Although sometimes the Harry would dip into Draco. Yeah. In a dreary voice. (laughs) Um, Harry hears a noise, a hissing noise, a mysterious ticking noise. And there is a noise like death, a noise like nothing we've seen or heard before. Harry! What's that? No. No, no, not yet. Albus, what? Ron, Baltimore. Delphi. Father. Hermione. Now, here. Delphi. Father. Draco. Silencio. (laughs) (laughs) Delphi is gagged. Wingardium Leviosa. She is sent upwards and away. Amazing like, <laughs> and incredible. He's kind of feeling like a Snape roll. He's like so over it. Yeah. Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming right now. Voldemort comes through the back. The back of what, Alex? Do you know how many times the stage notes have said blah 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 enters? And I thought you were gonna say something about that. No, comes through the back is a little too much for me. Voldemort comes through the back of the stage and crosses <laughs> it and walks down into the auditorium. He brings death with him, like as a friend. Like, Wait, I'm sorry, there's one more note there, Alex. He brings death with him and everyone knows it. Good. Good thing that the audience has these stage notes. Everyone knows it. Okay. Everyone knows it. All right. I can't say too much on that last scene. It happened. (laughs) Uh, My favorite part of this scene was Draco going, Silencio. Act four, scene 12, Godric's Hollow, 1981. Harry looks after Voldemort helplessly. Voldemort is going to kill my mom and dad, and there's nothing I can do to stop him. That's not true. Dad, 
now is not the time. There is something you could do to stop him, but you won't. That's heroic. Jenny takes Harry's hand. You don't have to watch Harry. We can go home. I'm letting it happen. Of course I have to watch. No, 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 you do not. Like, why? Why would anyone ever choose to watch that? No, absolutely not. Way more horrifying. Horrifying. And now we have to watch. Then we'll all witness it. We'll all watch. We hear unfamiliar voices. Oh no. Do you want to be James? Oh, sure. Lily, take Harry and go. It's him. Go, run. I'll hold him off. There is a blast and then a laugh. You keep away, you understand. You keep away. Avada Kedavra. Harry flinches as green light flashes around the auditorium. Albus takes his hand. Harry grasps hold of it. He needs it. He did everything he could. Jenny rises behind him and takes Harry's other hand. He leans into them and they're holding him up now. That's my mum at the window. I can see my mother. She looks beautiful. Oh my gosh, why am I tearing up? I'm so mad. This scene is so like emotionally manipulative. Like I just feel like we shouldn't touch James and Lily. It like hurts every time. Also, we've done it like twice now in in canon. There's the sound of banging as doors are blasted off. Oh, I assumed you wanted to be Lily. Okay. Not Harry, not Harry, please, not Harry. Stand aside, you silly girl, stand aside now. Not Harry, please, no, take me, kill me instead. This is my last warning. Not Harry, please, have mercy, have mercy. Not my son, please, I'll do anything. As it and it's like lightning passes through Harry's body. He's sent to the floor, a pure mess of grief. And a noise like a shrunken scream descends and ascends around us. And we just watch. Yes, we do. Thank you. And slowly, what was there is no longer there. And the stage transforms and rotates. And Harry and his family and friends are rotated off and away. Sad. Really sad, guys. Okay, this is unnecessary. Is this, oh my God, yes, yes. <laughs> Can I be Hagrid, please? Well, yeah, then I'll just do stage notes. Do you want to be Hagrid? It's just Hagrid. Do you want Hag? Do you do you feel like you have a Hagrid voice? Because I no. actually don't feel like I have one, but <laughs> I, I- don't. I don't have one ready to go. I'm happy to try, but if you want to try, go for it. I'll try. Let's do like maybe. Yeah, we'll just we'll see. 
Okay, Act 4, Scene 13, Godric's Hollow, inside James and Lily Potter's house, 1981. And we're in the ruins of a house, a house that has undergone a vicious attack. Hagrid walks through the ruins. James? It's so bad, I can't do it. (laughs) He looks, why don't you do this first page, then I'll do the second page. Great. He looks about himself. Lily? He walks slowly, unwilling to see too much too soon. He is entirely overwhelmed. Excuse me, can we pause? I need to get into character. Oh, a car yes. crash! A car crash! Kill Lily and James Potter! Do not insult Albus Dumbledore in front of me. All right, now I'm ready. And then he sees them, and he stops, and he says nothing. Oh. Oh. That's not... That's not, I weren't, they told me, but I were hoping for better. He looks at them and bows his head. He mutters a few words and then he takes some crumpled flowers from his deep pockets and lays them on the floor. I'm sorry, they told me, he told me, Dumbledore told me, I can't wait with you. The muggles are coming, yeah, you see, with their part of Hagrid will now be played by Molly Wilson oh you can finish that line <laughs> no I my I I my Hagrid voice isn't there I feel like it's gonna come to you so naturally I like feel that. like you were you had it <clears throat> oh god okay with the flashing blues they won't press presciate a big lummox like me would they oh sorry he lets out a sob Hard though it is to leave you. I want you to know you won't be forgotten. Not by me, not by any folk. That was really good. (laughs) Where did that come from? Not by me. That sounded just like Robbie Coulter. (laughs) Yes, it did. When you listen back, listen to you say not by me, not by any folk. It sounds just like him. And then he hears a sound, the sound of a baby sn- snuffing, snuffling, snuffling. <laughs> Hagrid turns toward it, walking with more intensity now. He looks down and stands over the crib, which seems to radiate light. Well, hello, you must be Harry. Hello, Harry Potter. I'm Rubeus Hagrid, and I'm going to be your friend whether you like it or not, because you had it tough. Not that you know it yet, and you're going to need friends. Now you best come with me, don't you think? As flashing blue light fills the room, giving it an almost ethereal glow, he lifts baby Harry gently into his arms, and then without looking back, he strides away through the house, and we descend into soft black. Why did I remember this being on fire? Enter Snape, stage left. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Snape has already been there. At this oh, point. right, because he sees the baby. What a little shit, Snape. I know. <laughs> Just leaving the child. Okay. 
Okay. Horror scene 14, Hogwarts classroom. Scorpius and Albus run into a room full of excitement. They slam the door after themselves. I can't believe I did. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe you did that either. Rose Granger Weasley. I asked out Rose Granger Weasley. Are we back on this shit? I really can't. I really can't. And she said no. But I asked her. I planted the acorn, the acorn that will grow into an eventual marriage. You are aware that you're an utter fan fantasist? And I'd agree with you. Only Polly Chapman did ask me to the school ball. In an alternate reality where you were significantly, really significantly more popular, a different girl asked you out. And that means... And yes, logic would dictate I would be pursuing Polly or allowing her to pursue me. She's a notorious beauty after all, but a rose is a rose. You know what logic would dictate that you're a freak? So mean. Rose hates you. <laughs> Correction, she used to hate me. But did you see the look in her eyes when I asked? That wasn't hate. That was pity. And pity's good. Pity is a start, my friend. A foundation on which to build a palace. A palace of love. I honestly thought I'd be the first of us to get a girlfriend. I don't think either of you are getting a girlfriend. You mean like a gal pal? Because sure. <laughs> oh, you will. Undoubtedly. Probably that new smoky-eyed potions professor. She's old enough for you, right? Good one, Scorp. That's funny, Scorp. Nice job. I don't have a thing about older women. And you've got time, a lot of time to seduce her because Rosie, Rose, is going <laughs> to take years to persuade. I admire your confidence. Rose comes past them on the stairs. She looks at them both. Hi. Neither boy knows quite how to reply. She looks at Scorpius. This is only going to be weird if you let it be weird. Relieved, received, and entirely understood. Okay, Scorpion King. She walks off with a smile on her face. Scorpius and Albus look at each other. Albus grins and punches Scorpius in the arm. Maybe you're right. Pity is a start. start. Are, you, are you heading to Quidditch? Slytherin are playing Hufflepuff. It's a big one. I thought we hated Quidditch. People change. Besides, I've been practicing. I think I might make a team eventually. Come on. I can't. My dad's arranged to come up. He's taking time away from the ministry. He wants to go on a walk. Something to show me, share with me, something. A walk? I know. I think it's a bonding thing or something similarly vomit-inducing. Still, you know, I think I'll go. Scorpius reaches in and hugs Albus. What's this? I thought we decided we don't hug. I wasn't sure whether we should in this new version of us I had in my head. Better ask Rose if it's the right thing to do. 
Yeah, right. The two boys dislocate and grin at each other. I'll see you at dinner. And they kiss hard. <laughs> All right, last scene. I hate that scene. I think it's so stupid. It doesn't belong in the play. And it's just to be like, just to remember the boys are straight. Act four, scene 15, a beautiful hill. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> Harry and Albus walk up a hill on a beautiful summer's day. They say nothing, enjoying the sun on their faces as they climb. So are you ready? For what? Well, there's a fourth year exam, and then the fifth year, big year. In my fifth year, I did. He looks at Albus. He smiles. He talks I, quickly. I did a lot of stuff. Some of it good, some of it bad, and a, a lot quite confusing. Good to know. Harry smiles. I got to watch them, you know, for a bit. Your mum and dad. They were, you had fun together. Your dad used to love to do this smoke ring thing with you where you, well, you couldn't stop giggling. Yes. I think you'd have liked them. And I think me, Lily and James would have liked them too. Harry nods. There's a slightly uncomfortable silence. Both are trying to reach each other here. Both are failing. You know, I thought I'd lost him, Voldemort. I thought I'd, I'd lost him. And then my scar started hurting again and I thought I had a dream of him and I, and I could even speak parcel tongue again and I started to feel like I'd not changed at all, that I'd never let, that he'd never let me go. And had he? The part of me that was Voldemort died a long time ago, but it wasn't enough to be physically rid of him. I had to be mentally rid of him. And that is a lot to learn for a 40 year old man. He looks at Albus. That thing I said to you, it was unforgivable and I can't ask you to forget it, but I hope we move past it. I'm going to try to be a better dad for you, Albus. I'm going to try and be honest with you and- Dad, you don't need to. You told me you don't think I'm scared of anything. And that, I mean, I'm scared of everything. I mean, I'm afraid of the dark. Did you know that? Harry Potter is afraid of the dark. And just wait. Oh, just you wait, Albus. I'm afraid of a lot of things, said Harry. I don't like small spaces and- Oh, I'm sorry. I've never told anyone this, but I don't much like- You, oh, he hesitates before saying it. Pigeons. Beat, Molly and Alex take a beat. Molly and Alex take the longest beat you've ever heard. I can't even comment. <laughs> I forgot so, you had warned us that this was coming and I still forgot this was it's coming. It's so stupid. It's so, guys, when I tell you it's so stupid. 
You don't like pigeons. Nasty, pecky, dirty things. They give me the creeps. But pigeons are harmless. I know. But the thing that scares me most, Albus Severus Potter, is being a dad to you. Because I'm operating without wires here. Most people at least have a dad to base themselves on and either try to be or try not to be. I've got nothing or very little. So I'm learning, okay? And I'm going to try with everything I've got to be a good dad for you. And I'll try and be a better son. I know I'm not Jane's dad. I'll never be like you two. James is nothing like me. Isn't he? Everything comes easy for James. My childhood was a constant struggle. So was mine. So you're saying, am I like you? Harry smiles at Albus. Actually, you're more like your mum. Bold, fierce, funny, which I like, which I think makes you a pretty great son. I almost destroyed the world. Delphi wasn't going anywhere, Albus. You brought her out into the light and you found a way for us to fight her. You may not see it now, but you saved us. But shouldn't I have done better? You don't think I asked myself the same question? Stop, Albus. Stomach sinking further. He knows this is not what his dad would do. And then when we caught her, I wanted to kill her. You watched her murder Craig. You were angry, Albus. And that's okay. And you wouldn't have done it. How do you know that? Maybe that's my Slytherin side. Maybe that's what the Sorting Hat saw in me. I don't understand your head, Albus. Actually, you know what? You're a teenager. I shouldn't be able to understand your head, but I do understand your heart. I didn't for a long time, but thanks to this escapade, I know what you got in there. Slytherin, Gryffindor, whatever label you've been given. Gay, straight. <laughs> I know, know that heart is a good one. Yeah. Whatever you like, whether you like it or not, you're on the way to being some wizard. Oh, I'm not going to be a wizard. I'm going to be pigeon racing. I'm quite excited about it. <laughs> Harry grins. Those names you have, they shouldn't be a burden. Albus Dumbledore had his trials too, you know, and Severus Snape, well, you know all about him. They were good men. There's another page. Oh, <laughs> I thought you thought it was like done there. <laughs> no, I was like, mm, about. <laughs> what a way to end. They were good men. The end. They were great men with huge flaws. And you know what? Those flaws almost made them greater. Albus looks around himself. With a little less child abuse behaviors. Which one? <laughs> um, Albus looks around himself. Dad, 
Why are we here? This is where I often come. But this is a graveyard. And here is Cedric's grave. Dad? The boy who is killed, Craig Belker. How well did you know him? Not well enough. I didn't know Cedric well enough either. He could have played Quidditch for England or been a brilliant aura. He could have been anything. And Amos is right. He was stolen. So I come here just to say sorry when I can. That's a good thing to do. Albus joins his dad in front of Cedric's grave. Harry smiles at his son and looks up at the sky. I think it's going to be a nice day. He touches his son's shoulder and the two of them, just slightly, melt together. Albus smiles. So do I. The end. Is this also where the fallen 50 are? <laughs> On this hill that, like, doesn't exist. <laughs> On this random hill. <laughs> also, does that mean, like, for a long time it was just Cedric there? on a random hill at Hogwarts. Okay. That's fine. I do like that scene. Yes. Into the show. It's I think fine. it's a fitting scene to end the show. It meets the play's needs. Right. I don't believe the logic and I hate the pigeon thing. However, <laughs> Also, just, like, be a real person and say you are scared of something happening to your children. You are scared, fine, of the dark, if that's, like, your thing. But, like, like he could have easily just been, like, and I'm scared of small spaces because I live in a cupboard because I grew up in a cupboard. And then he could have just be, like, but mostly I'm scared of losing you and not being a good dad to you. And... And scared of Draco, like, you know? (laughs) Is Draco not (laughs) any? He scares me, my feelings, you know? My love for him scares me. (laughs) And Albus is like, Dad, I really didn't need to know that. And Harry's like, like, I I know what you mean. Cause like, I don't know whether to hug or not hug. Like, what did you do? Harry's like, I think you should go for it with Scorpius. Whew, so we did it y'all we we didn't think we would be here <laughs> I didn't think I would get here I didn't think I didn't know <laughs> okay I think the second half is much better than the first half we've already like said that it could just be like our beautiful rendition. Yes. Yeah. But yes, I would say there's a lot happening in Act One, Part One. Yeah. Let's not ever forget the trolley witch. I never could if I wanted to. I couldn't if I wanted to. Has no bearing on the whole plot. I think it's the, I think in the show, it looks like the baby's on fire with Hagrid. Yeah, I mean, there's like fire happening. So I think that's why we reacted so strongly to him just 
giving a monologue to this burning baby. Yeah, I do remember being more like upset about that. But I was also just upset that we all, as an audience and as readers, had to relive that scene again because yeah. as as with Harry, like we have been living that exact moment so many times. Over and over again, yeah. And like, it's devastating. We've known it's been devastating since the first book when Hagrid tells us it. Like, I don't need to do that again. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, you're not wrong. I don't know what to say. Yeah. I did enjoy reading it, though. And I I enjoyed reading it again. Huh? I enjoyed, like, reading it again because I had obviously forgotten a lot of plots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely fun reading it again, especially the way we did it for the second half of the play. That was really fun, and this will be a good memory. A good I'm memory. Sorry, we didn't do Act One. I know. I wish we had. It would have been a lot <laughs> better. I feel like of a reaction. I feel like we really owned our characters by the end there. Yeah, yeah. We really settled settled in. Um, especially the Scottish train conductor guy. Go again. <laughs> Uh, late. <laughs> it was utter nonsense like I honestly still don't know what he was trying to say yeah yeah me either um yeah so we don't know what we're doing next week <laughs> we finished cursed child do we want to start our Marauders TV show? Like writing it? Yeah. We can have a break. Maybe we'll do a brainstorming sesh, like an outline sesh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe the Crimes of Grindelwald will be out on HBO or the Dumbledore's thing, whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. Either way, see us next time when we figure out what we're doing with this podcast. I also would have already put a poll out into the ethers for our next musical Mm. casting yeah 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 so we by the time you're listening to this it's already been voted on and we know but because of how time you know we did our time turner thing and so we don't know yet (laughs) you guys get it (laughs) hope you enjoy the ride nonetheless um okay well thanks for listening stay magical charmed i'm sure mischief managed bum 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 bum